Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hello, my name is Cole Evans. I'm the CEO of Enduro Metals. We're a junior explorer up in the heart of Northwestern BC's Golden Triangle. Our 638 square kilometer land package is the Newmont Lake project, where we're focused on copper, gold, silver, on a number of different uh, deposit types throughout the land package. Cool, good to see you, man. I haven't seen you since February. Where have you been hiding? Uh, I've been hiding in a little tent. We were just, uh, we were just talking literally. Before the, before, yeah, yeah, literally. No, I was, I was uh, just over 100, almost 110 days in the field up there on the drill program. Uh, gotta, you got to make sure someone's got to point the drill. Like I was joking with you, we're, we're not that big yet. That's insane. That's got to change yeah. your mind, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It definitely, we were joking, it was, you know, regaining my sanity. And uh, you know, it, it, it plays on you and you don't see too many other people or vehicles or or use a real toilet or something like that for nice. months on end. Nice. Uh, so what, what, what do you, I gave, gave I, was gonna, I was actually going to ask, what do you now see as a luxury that perhaps you took for granted before? Without the toilet comment, please. Without, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, oh, luxury that I see now. Uh, just the ability of being able, you know, communication, communication for sure. You know, there's, um, forget cell service. We uh, rarely have reliable internet. You know, if it's raining or if it's too cloudy, we don't even have internet capable of sending an email. Do you know what I mean? Let alone when when the weather it is nice, or even if the weather's bad, and for whatever reason, Mississauga, Ontario, where the system's based out of your internet's down there too. So it's communications a bit the biggest thing you take for granted. Right. Okay. So no more camping holidays for you then, I suspect. No, no. When I when I come home, I want to go to the resort and do nothing. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, we better get serious one, one, here. One day. So you told me 110 days in the field, and I was like, that is just in. I don't think I could do that for a weekend. Um, right. I've seen some press releases, which is why, you know, we kind of reached out to you. Um, some of the draw results, really, really impressive stuff. Um, we'll talk about it in a second. You know, 0.71 uh, copper equivalent over, what, 330-odd meters. Um, it, it, it's really good news. But I want to talk to you about what you've been up to um, since we last spoke in February. Okay, we, when we talked to you last... It was a gold story, maybe some copper and some other stuff, right? So mm -hmm. what's been happening since February? And you know, what are the things that have changed and shaped your um, strategy and enabled you to go and find uh, copper results like that? Yeah, great question. Well, one of the things that, you know, in, in myself personally, and I, and I think this is, this is true of the whole company as well, is we're big believers in copper from a, from a long-term perspective, right? Just the, copper is the new oil, I think, because of the title, you know, CNBC puts on it or whatever. Um, and, and we're big believers in that. And so part of our, what we view as our, our long-term focus um, is, is your copper with, you know, of course, in British Columbia, copper and gold do play um, do come together, but it, it's your copper first and gold porphyry systems. And, and that's what we believe, um, you know, when we last chatted, we'll have the, the most value for our shareholders going forward. Um, and 2021 is about finding it. And, and that's what these drill results represent for us. This is uh, without a doubt an, uh, a undiscovered copper gold porphyry system that now has been. Right. Okay. So you, last time we talked, you're a really small company. You're still, you know, 53, 55 million, depending on the time of day um, at the moment. Share price, uh, well, 
People were impressed with the drill result. You, you saw a nice reco recovery uh, there uh, over the past couple of weeks for sure. But is, can we now expect you to be just talking the copper story? I know there's, there'll be gold will be a kind of byproduct in, in a way, but is that the focus for you? And is that part because of the narrative in the marketplace or is that because we see genuinely the most potential on your property? Uh, you know, I would say that narrative in the marketplace is probably the second most important thing. Um, it comes back to, yeah, like I said, the, what we believe the long-term fundamentals are, are on copper and, you know, maybe not a third place component, but just a, a fun component looking for copper's fun. It, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyways, you always gotta, like we joke, you always gotta have a good time with what you're doing, but yeah, no, the, the, the most important things are definitely what we see from the long-term, from a copper perspective, you know, people talk about the demand side, which is, which is relatively, you know, easy to understand, like to say that, you know, the Tesla Model S uses three times as much copper as your, your Toyota Corolla. But what, what, fewer investors i when i'm out talking with people understand is the problems in the supply side with copper are huge and the lead time for for a copper project to develop is, is far longer than a gold project or silver any any other project so if for the major mining companies that are looking to get in the game you got to be you have to have good copper projects in your pipeline now not five years from now not you know not two years from now you got to be looking you got to be looking now, um, and you know we feel that that uh, we're on the path to finding the, the next big copper project for British Columbia. Okay, and copper, copper for please. Usually, quite expensive beasts kind of get uh, you know to get into production, and given the size of property, what, what do you, you something like was it six hundred thirty eight thousand? Six hundred thirty eight square kilometers. Yes, yeah, yeah, right, six hundred thirty eight. That's insane, right? So, how yeah. how are you thinking about the the business side of things now? Obviously, you got Rob McEwen on board, big shareholder, you know, and, and with his connections um, and what what the market's telling you about the need for copper and hopefully gold projects next year. How do you play this? Do you sort of, you're explorers? You're in the mm -hmm. field, physically, literally in the in the field exploring. How do you play this thing? I mean, do you say, well, we're going to go all after this Newmont Lake project, see what we can build there to a certain stage, get financing to take it through to whatever that stage is, and then flip it out to someone else and we'll get on with some of these other targets um, that we've got, yeah. these other deposits yeah. that we've got. Is that the idea? Absolutely. That is me. And, you know, an explorer, it is, not, I, you know, I look at exploration and mining. They're two businesses within the same industry, right? A good explorer is not necessarily going to be a good miner. And, and quite frankly, good miners aren't necessarily good explorers. Um, you you got to stay focused on what you're good at. And that's what's going to create the most value. So we'll, when we look at the copper porphyries, copper gold porphyries, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, taking it uh, further from an exploration standpoint. The important thing that we need to show, you know, to the market, to potential buyers further down the road is, What's the size of this thing? What's the scale, right? Porphyries are, of course, uh, bulk tonnage systems. How big is this going to be? And, you know, that can, and that, and then, of course, greatest king, right? But, you know, we feel we feel good in the numbers that we've already put out thus far that we believe are still on the fringes of the system that, okay, that that's the kind of grade that'll work for, for Northwestern British Columbia. So if we have that grade and then we can start to show people, hey, look at the size potential of this system. Um, and, you know, it's, re again, I say a relative ease of accessibility. I guys, I, I said it to, to another gentleman I was on the phone with yesterday. It's, it's not Kansas, 
right? It's not flat, but relative to other places um, in the in the Golden Triangle in particular, um, it's it's easy access. And, and, and that's highlighted by the fact that in our, our, our first season after the discovery, we'll be able to have uh, the winter snow roads and trails right on uh, right on top of drill targets. So that's going to help drive down our costs significantly, which of course, when you're talking about, like you said, from a porphyry perspective, where you've got a lot of meters to drill, is going to make a material difference in the long run. Right. So how many, how many, how many meters? You announced obviously the uh, 10,000 meter drill program, right? So how many meters have you actually drilled to date? We drilled about 7,000 so far of that. Uh, just just smidge over. Unfortunately, with the winter weather just came in earlier than than we were expecting. I think than anyone was expecting this year. So we opted to okay, let's. You, you could have kept going, but your your cash burn is significantly higher, right? When you're fighting the weather before you bring in equipment that's made for it. So I opted, okay, let's let's save our dollars here. We can come back in when, like I said, when we start uh, packing in the winter roads and trails and get started, you know, even months earlier than we did in this past season working um with with our winter roads and stuff so we opted we opted to do that knowing as well that okay of course with base metals you can see visually things that okay i think we're gonna we're gonna get some good results and then let's wait for those to get back from the lab and, and work with it from there right okay so you got a bunch more information to come back from the lab try and work out how you tackle this thing if they continue to deliver like the the intercept that you put out uh recently three you know three 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 hundred thirty one meters at 0.71 copper equivalent if you're getting those sorts of numbers and you think you're only on the fringes do you change that drill meter program that you've uh you know oh. told the market about for sure right so significant right so how do you go about financing that thing uh well part of it is getting our story out there you know i feel um it's amazing and i've learned this from a couple mentors of mine it's amazing how long it can take the market to digest good results and just, of course, you know, from from our perspective, the company where we're eating, breathing this thing, you think, hey, the moment it's out to the market, oh, people are going to understand instantly, which is not the case. So that's our number one thing. We need to get it out there. We need to get it in front of people. We need to get that open market buying, drive our share price. We have $17 million in uh, warrants at 38 cents that come up in February. Um that, you know, we'd like to we'd like to move our share price to the point where those could start to get exercise is, is one of our goals. And then of course, to, um, you know, when the time is right, we can finance with with, with some of our, our loyal shareholders or there's also other interested parties um, that, uh, like I said, it, it's it's hard to find a good copper project and, and, and people chomp at the bit to get involved on one. Well, they are. They are. We, we, we've been interviewing a few recently, you know, companies of a certain size, sub 100 million bucks, you know, and trying to put, put out these drill results. And it's it's not, given the price of copper in the market, you know, near all time highs, right? We're, it's insane. Mm -hmm. The the ex copper exploration companies are not getting the attention that I would have thought they would have got. I thought people would be excited about this. It seems like they're distracted. Not only have they left gold as a potential investment, uh, they're also not coming into copper in the way. Are you, are you got any thoughts about what's happening in the marketplace? Yeah, you know, it's illogical at times. Uh, definitely. I think it, there's been a bit of traction, of course, a lot of success down in Ecuador recently um, with a couple of copper explorers there. And, um, you know, like I said, I think from from a really it's, you know, we, we're talking copper, but it's that it's all base metals. You know, zinc is, is doing well and it, it, they all are um, based on that's a longer conversation. But um it goes back to for me. I'm always thinking about the supply side, um, being in, in in the mining business, and in if if investors 
you know, spend the time to, to, to really understand the, the issues in the supply side, particularly over the long term, right? And it's like everyone talked the copper squeeze. You know, people have been talking about it for years, but often um, there, you know, we're reactive. We're not proactive as as humans. So, but for those investors that are proactive, of course, I think they're going to do really well as a result. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You're talking about like Solaris and Advantus, Solaris, Velo, Velo yeah. for sure. The great result, right? even small ones like mm-hmm. Salazar. Um, you know, getting a bit of attention. Incredible discoveries. Incredible, right? But Canadian. You're going to tell me this story. It's obviously a safe jurisdiction, easy to do business and all the rest of it. So we better get back to exactly. letting you exactly. say that. So, um, you, okay, you've laid out the case that we can probably access money. So if you were to raise money, do you go big because you, you, you know enough to say we've got something really good here? Or do you just carefully go about raising money cautiously like a typical junior explorer? Well, we, we always got to be cautious who you raise money with, but I feel like we have the uh, the right people um, involved or can get the right people involved that um, that we're not too worried about that. But no, it's ramping up. It we there, There's one way you're going to find this and it's drilling holes. It's drilling more holes, it's drilling as many holes as you can. Uh, so that going into, you know, this transition through 2021 and then early into 2022, that's what it's about. It's not just going back to finish off a few thousand meters. It's no, it's an entirely new drill program again. Now let's double it. Let's triple it. Right. Because we don't know the exact numbers right now. We need to put significant meters into this because nobody else has drilled it before. Literally. We're the only company to have ever drilled this target before. Um, and that was first in, in you know, first diamond drill hole was in 2019. Right. And that's where we started to see a bit of the smoke for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, you know, and then we went back, retooled, uh, rethought the the system in in essentially that what we call first pass program. So aside from one or two holes, they're never more than really 150 meters deep. Um, you were basically either beside it or, or above it. You just got to get these are vertically oriented systems, right? You just got to get deeper. And so we retooled our strategy and did that, and and and, and sure enough, it's it's working out. Bridge 150 meters. That's you. That you right? said you, you said you were sort of drilling down. Like what, 150 meters? Is that what you just said? And initially, yeah. So in that right. that first pass drilling, the you know the holes were were relatively short. I mean, I would even say you know this drill hole that we just put out was 445 meters, which from a porphyry perspective is still relatively short. Um, you know that's where it ended at. Lots of porphyry systems, you're not getting into the goods until around 400, 500 meters. Um, so it's relatively shallow. And then when you compare, looking at the copper, like I said, copper is the most important for us. Is if you look at the copper grades, particularly take that 146 meter interval, I think that it's a 0.42% copper with 0.55 gold. And then there's half a percent zinc and eight grams silver with it as well. But if you look at those copper grades and you compare those to any big copper project or mine in British Columbia, uh, I feel they, you know, they stand up well against it. That's, that is definitely high grade um, for copper in, in, in like you said, a, a, a tier one mining jurisdiction in Canada. So what are, you, what are you starting to see here? I mean, I, I, get, I, get, I know you haven't got a lot of the results back here, but in terms of these sort of byproducts, whether, whether, whether it be gold or, or other things, these, these tend to be sort of polymetallic uh, type structures um, in a lot of cases. Have you got a sense of what you're going to be finding? Yeah, it's, well, like from a metal perspective? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's going to, we believe the system, so there's, there's five, um, let's call them fingerprints, of mineral deposits in the golden triangle, right? Ranging from your, your, your big porphyry copper gold projects to your, 
to your Eskate Creek BMS, right? There's five different fingerprints. We sit in the fingerprint um, that is most similar to Galore Creek. Now, Galore Creek gets a bad rap because the project's 110 kilometers out into the mountains, right? Um, and, and very difficult to access. Hence why I always emphasize to people, our ease of accessibility is a huge thing going for us. Um, that'll you know probably be realized as time goes on. Um, so but- meaning, meaning that it's not ease of access right now, but it will not be expensive to make it accessible. Is that what you're saying for someone or something? Yeah, re- relative to a, relative to when we're making comparisons to Galore Creek. Yeah, like I said, we can we can drive as it sits right now. Just when the snow's base is piled up, we can drive equipment just with that. You know, snow, we say winter road construction. Construction is relatively minimal, right? Um, so if you can do that right off the bat, okay, that's. That's excellent. Um, but the the side to Galore that, that gets overlooked um, by by many investors is it it's it's still a world class system at over 800 million tons, depending on how you cut it. Um, you know, about 0.46 copper with with gold as well. You know, this is from a from a copper perspective, that is the highest grade copper porphyry in British Columbia that has significant size. Uh, and you know, we're of course arc parallel right to it. We have the right, the same geochemistry. It's the same orientation. We've done our geochronology. It's the same age. Um, they're the same silica undersaturated intrusions. So you know, it, it becomes one of those stories. It looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, flies like a duck. You know, what is it? And it's in the middle of the swamp. It's a good spot to be. Okay, well, just just on this sort of transportation component, I know it's, you said it's going to be cheap in terms of doing winter roads and so forth, but um, relatively, 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 relative to those to guys, okay, yeah. right. And at some point, it, it 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 also doesn't become a big issue for you at some point down the line. But to, as it stands today, winter roads don't exist. Airstrip doesn't exist. What's the planning for those? At what point do you start making plans for those? Yeah, so we, we already have an airstrip and we actually did some expansions to it this year in our camp. Okay. Yeah, so we have an airstrip. It's capable right now of bringing a single turbine otter. Um, but like I said, that that's in the process of expansion. That's a, that's another thing too, of course, with the winter roads is you're able to now bring in larger equipment. Part of the problem with when you're working with the helicopters, you know, not, you know, we talk about cost, but just the fact that you're, you're limited to load size of bringing in equipment that's no, uh, uh, no more than 2,000 pounds. So, okay, now we can actually bring in equipment to start making those infrastructure improvements easily, right? Because, of course, it's just tracked in. So the airstrip expansion, uh, you know, can continue at a larger scale. You can bring in larger aircraft. Of course, you can make winter uh, airstrips as well, which we have, you know, ample place to be able to do that. So, okay, thanks yeah, for clearing that up. there and then the winter road. Thanks for clearing that up. I appreciate that. Um, can I talk to you about um, a, a couple other um, um projects which obviously 72 zone people are talking about P- pges there um we've got people wanting to understand a little bit at charchi in terms of molly and what, what you're seeing there There's, okay yeah okay uh so when you start off with uh 72 zone what, what can you update yeah. us with? so 72 zone is really part of the whole burgundy system this is at the northeastern end and if you go into our the last press release we put out in figure two gives you a nice plan view showing the geophysics of that so that magnetic anomaly what that's interpreted as this is your source baffle so you can see it's 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 one large system um what you're what you can see in these alkalic porphyries particular to them of course these are quite rare 
but uh, is and it's not necessarily correlated with the highest copper gold grades. Sometimes it can be you know separate um, mineralizing events in themselves, but they are noted particularly in British Columbia to have PGEs, palladium. Uh, not not so much on the platinum side here, but palladium. And we did the geochemistry. If you look back to the press release when we put that out, and again we've got that fingerprint just like your Galore Creek, your Milliken, your Afton Ajax, your 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 uh, other porphyries that fit into that alcalic um, uh, realm. So so that's a really important thing. And you know, it particularly Canada and the U.S. had an agreement for strategic metals and things like that. Where okay, palladium's on the list as as, as one of those things where they need to find domestic sources of. So actually, even having that was was a good way for us to get some some funding for research and that from the government. But um, is it the most important aspect to the project? No. We, from what we've seen thus far, like there was there there's no palladium at Burgundy itself. It's over at seventy two. It is still a copper first project. But it's one of those things that it's interesting. And of course, it has value. We'll see where that goes to in the long term. But it's a okay. copper project. Not getting distracted with PGEs now. Copper, number one. Got it. Molly, big anomaly near Chachi. What, what can you tell us there? Yes. So we got, we're going to have more information coming out about that. So I'm going to have to be a little vague in my answer. Um, Molly, though, what you, what you typically see is so... You see, I keep using this word alkalic. Why? Um, well, it's a, it's a type of porphyry system, just to simply put, um, and one that is that you're going to see typically the higher copper grades in. Um, but then you also have on the flip side of that other ones we call calc alkaline systems. These are more traditional um, porphyry deposits. If we're talking British Columbia, you know, Highland Valley copper, the largest copper mine in Canada, um, would be an example of a calc alkaline one. That's ones where you're typically getting copper and molly together rarely do you get deposits where you've got copper molly and gold so from what i can say right now is you know the molly just kind of gives us a different fingerprint so to speak to the eastern portion of the property with respect to porphyries but yeah but again more more results are going to be coming out on that and we you know we touch on that more when they are there but um in the chachi quarter that from a geochemical perspective what we have right now that's actually our largest copper and molly uh, anomaly uh, uh, together on the project. Okay, so when when do all these assays, these results start coming out? How, how, how many weeks have we got to wait? Great question. I, you know, I'm as you know, I'm I'm never one that can can give a exact timeline because it's you know it's in third party hands. Of course, all the geochemistry is done by third party. What I can tell you though is we are expecting a better turnaround time than last year, um, and the reason for that, and I went and saw it two weeks ago, uh, the prep facilities for all the laboratories are, are doing much better this year than they were last year. Uh, you're still running into backups when it, because they all funneled to the analytical lab. Uh, so you're still getting backups at the analytical lab. And, and like any business right now, they're having problems in their supply chain, just getting you know, basic consumables and things like that that are slowing them down. So it still makes the exact timeline unpredictable. But I can say at least the first half of the backup that we saw last year is non-existent anymore. So it's going to be better than last year, but probably not as good as what people have been used to, you know, years prior to COVID. Okay. Nice and vague. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're talking, you know, hope, hope. Soon. Hopefully by, yeah. I, I don't want to say we're going to have it all by the end of the year. I hope we do, but okay. I don't know. Okay. We're going to start seeing some results soon. Yeah. Okay.
Got it. Understood. And just some more, some more drilling questions, uh, if you don't mind. So have you drilled big alignment uh, yet? If so, what depth? What are you doing there? Is it yep. core or not? Yeah, so we yeah, uh, yeah, we diamond drilled along the climb as well. So that was following up on um like I said, what our, our secondary goal is, is is continuing to develop our um the high grade gold that we have there. But uh, it's a copper project first, particularly now that we can show that yeah, there is a porphyry there. It's not just some crazy thought in our minds. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, so we drilled there following up on our we had the 8.85 meters of 32 grams gold last year. So we have follow-up drilling. Uh, or in that uh, Troy vein area that we call it, that's just again along the Maclai. That's a, a zone along the Maclaimont Fault that just keeps moving northeast of um, of where the uh, historic drilling was done in in the, in the late '80s at the northwest zone. Okay, so you're starting to build you're starting to build up a picture here, but you're not getting distracted from in terms of like you know money. Uh, amount of uh, people that you've got on the ground, the fact that it is you know wh where it is, you've got to get focused on the best way to spend your shareholders' money, but also the best way of creating value here. And for you, that's clearly one copper, but two, Newmont Lake target is is the thing, right? Is that That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, Burgundy at, at Newmont Lake. So Newmont Lake's a greater property, yeah, but Burgundy. And that's and so that's where we, we you know, when we discussed with the board when we were planning this season, it was 2021 was uh, the last year of uh, poking around, so to speak, and figuring, okay, what is going to be the target? We're fortunate that we have you know, optionality with respect to targets, but what's going to be the one that's going to create the most value? We need to be able to answer that by the end of this year. And, and that's what we believe now that the results that we've gotten from Burgundy, so that's going to be the main focus moving forward. And like I said, it's drill, drill, drill. That's the only way you're going to find something. Beautiful. So it's just again, when you kind of get expiration or early stage expiration companies coming on and they're looking at Oh, we've got some anomalies all over the place. We're going to go and try and work out what we've got here. There's no focus and it's money. I just feel like it's money being spent without any real sort of, um, you know, what are the goals? Yeah. Like just, just literally show me how you're going to make money here, please. Yeah. Um, it's not a so, science project. It's, a, it's not yeah, a science project. I always say to people, it's not a, <laughs> I, you know, I say that to people, you know, all the time, you know, we, we've got a really good team that, that I feel understands that well, but in, you know, particularly when you're training new geologists, it's, this is not a science project. This is economic geology. Yeah. You made from school to the real world. We we need we need to focus on the economics. I, I love it. Okay. Hey, well, like Carl, like great update. I think when we were talking before, you promised to actually come back on and speak to someone far more intelligent than me, uh, uh, technically, about how you're going it. about doing what you're doing, what you're seeing, uh, and what you know what, what the process could be next. So one of our analysts is going to come and talk to you, um, hopefully in the next four or five weeks, depending on you know once you've settled Absolutely. down. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to. Brilliant. Okay. Well, enjoy that. And thanks for today. Good to see you again. Far too long. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll take advantage of it while you're, while you're not hiding out in the woods. Good man. See you soon. <laughs> Perfect. No, my pleasure, Matt. Always appreciate talking to you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com. And of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.